Yes, ladies and gentlemen, you know what time it is. Rosenberg Radio. Uh, Going to get to Deontay Wilder today. Um, Deontay Wilder, uh, heavyweight champ and uh, generally interesting, compelling fighter. Um, undefeated fighter um, who people are waiting to have a, a money bout against Anthony Joshua. Is that going to happen? Everyone thought it was about to happen after his fight this weekend. Now, uh, Deontay has a fight this weekend against Bermain Stilvern uh, at Barclays Center um, for, for Deontay's WBC uh, heavyweight championship. I'm excited about this card, actually. And everyone assumed that immediately after this fight, that we would see things going to, to play to finally get to Anthony Joshua and Deontay Wilder. Joshua had a fight last weekend. TV numbers were not good. He won again. Was not as impressive as he's been previously. And the numbers didn't draw anything like they drew uh, when he fought against um, Klitschko. However, that being said, now things have changed a bit. And the champ walks in as we speak. Gold, wonderful Cuban link. Uh -huh. Deontay Wilder is in the building, the WBC heavyweight champion. Deontay! What's up, baby? How you doing, man? Doing good, man. How about yourself? I'm good. I got to tell you, I'm, I'm very excited. You have a fight this weekend against Bermain. How do you say his name? Stilvern? Berman. Berman Stilvern. Yeah. Stilvern. Berman Stilvern. This weekend at the Barclays Center. And I'll start right here, Deontay. Everyone assumed that you, if you go out there and handle your business this weekend... Anthony Joshua got by his fight last week that we would now be set up for the big money fight. Here we go. Mm -hmm. Payday. Mm -hmm. Everyone's getting paid. Ching -ching. Let's go. <laughs> and in classic, no disrespect, in classic boxing fashion, the WBC is looking to make you fight another mandatory title defense, delaying the Joshua fight. Am I misunderstanding that or is that right? Uh, I haven't heard that. You haven't heard that? No, not at all. This news to my ears. Well, I feel terrible being the one to tell you this. <laughs> Yes, this is every. This is this is this, I, when I googled your name this morning to do yeah. my my ba my basic bitch last minute preparation, assuming I'm not going to get anything that crazy and that I know everything. The main story that's out there right now is that the WBC wants you to have a mandatory defense against. Uh, here it is, Bleacher Report one hour ago. Here we go. I'll read you the whole article, Deontay. <laughs> Hold your wallet. Someone make sure his wallet's being watched when this happens. You might see it deflate. It might lose its erection slightly when you see this. Anthony Joshua's potential 2018 with fellow heavyweight Deontay Wilder could be under threat after the WBC announced the winner of Dominic Brazil against Eric Molina, which is on your undercard, mm. will become the mandatory challenger for Deontay Wilder's WBC title. This is per Daniel Matthews of Mail Online. Um, that's what they are reporting, is that now they will delay and make you fight one more. So you're hearing this for the first time right now. Right. I, you know, what are your thoughts? I know, they was fighting for, I know they was fighting for the mandatory spot, as well as I was hearing this uh, in the U.K., the Dylan White versus Robert Hellenius would be, they fighting for the WBC silver belt, but it would be a, uh, mandatory as well too. So maybe a mandatory those, for you, or that would be a mandatory for Joshua. That'd be mandatory for me as well too. So it's it's kind of confusing, you know. Boxing is it's a, it's a it's a confusing sport. Do you, you don't appear angry though. Not at all. Is that just because you want more information, or because you expected that maybe there would still be delays, and you're just focused on Saturday anyway, so you're not worried about it? I mean, I'm a, you know, I'm I'm a type of person that you know. I can put my brain in so many different places and still focus on the main task that lies at hand. So with that being said, 
thinking about the mandatories, you know, I mean, whoever get put in place, let it may be, you know what I mean? I, For me, it's like, when I think about fighting another mandatory and stuff like that, because I got a year to fight a mandatory, no matter who it is. Right. So during that time, why not put a Joshua in there? You know, but boxing is all about this right here. Yeah, it's about the money. You know, it's always back doors and stuff like that, so you don't know where to slip in, but... You know, if that is the case, then I may have to fight a mandatory then. So be. Does it frustrate you? I, this is one thing that always interests me in boxing. It's like, you know, your last fight was, what, nine months ago? Mm. February, something like that? Yeah. You know, time time goes away in chunks in boxing, right? Mm. It's like you're going to get a fight here. All right, your next fight, boom, that's seven months. Yes. You know what I'm saying? You know that you're taking six or seven months. So when you have something like Anthony Joshua, which, now listen, let's keep it totally real. His numbers his numbers on the fight this past weekend are way down from where they were against Klitschko, about 50%. Not shocking information. As we all know, Klitschko is a huge name. It was uh, his last fight. It was a big moment. Um, but Anthony Joshua needs you as well. You guys sort of need each other in terms of getting that true big money payday. Right. And every time you wait longer, you never know. We've seen this before. People get knocked out, then yeah. no one cares about the fight anymore, exactly. and all of a sudden money goes away. So does it how difficult is that when you know it, it's a it's a rare sport where it's not like, oh, I'll get him tomorrow, I'll get him next week. Mm. You decide on another fight, that's six months out of your life. And then it's another six months till the next fight. So it's like, okay, now it's a year from now. Is that frustrating? Yeah, it could be. It could be, you know, it's, man, it, just like you said, we was thinking about the same thing, though. You're like, that's why we like, why wait? He's talking about he need maybe 2018, 19, or even 20 to put, him as, put himself in a better position of beating me. You know, you know, champions don't talk like that. You know, like I said, when a it's like I'm a champion, you a champion. And I want to fight you. You know, then you you put you put aside everything else, even mandatories. You can when it, when it's come to a unification bout, you can put away the mandatories. You can put aside. It's know? gotten done before. I, I just did it. Okay. I don't even supposed to be fighting Stavern. You know, come November the fourth, it was gonna be Lewis Ortiz. And how to end up being Stavern? Because Lewis Ortiz decided he wanted to up one on me. And, and use PEDs, uh -huh. you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So now I turn back to my mandatory because I pay. I was going to put him aside. I pay him aside money. To oh, so you could pay the mandatory and be like, course. hey, sit tight. I'm going to go get this other fight. Uh, Lennox Lewis, Lennox, um, uh, yeah, Lennox Lewis, he, he made money. He made millions off sitting aside, you know what I mean? I think it was Lennox, either Lennox or I think it was Lennox. Well, for people not wanting to deal with him. Well, just putting up, I think it either was Lennox pay somebody, or they did, something like that, but, you know, it's it's a history of sit aside money. You can get you can sit well off of sit aside money. You know what I mean? You, you know it's just the big fights want the big people want the big fights to happen. And if you get a mandatory to come in, especially somebody that you've already beaten, like convincingly, nobody really wants to see that. You know. But if you got like somebody like just like me in the situation with Berman Stavern, you know a lot of people don't want to see it. But for the simple fact, I, this is my guy that I this is the only guy that I didn't knock out. You know, and I'm coming back to redeem myself so I can say that there's never been no man that Deontay Wilder hasn't fought that I hasn't knocked out. This is what is so special about this fight. But it's just like we got Joshua. If we want to put Severn aside, he go, Joshua, let's close in. Two kings come together. Let's do unify it. Unify the division. And then you come back to the mandatory, you know. So that's the way around. But So it's always... There's a workaround. There's yeah, a workaround. For sure, for sure. So, you know... Didn't but, you already beat... Um, you already beat Molina or Brazil? Molina. 
And I think I read Joshua beat Brazil. Correct. So it's like it's a little frustrating to think about the winner of that fight being a mentor when you've beaten one of them. It could be the guy you've already beaten. Yeah. So I, I hope that we figure it out because I'll tell you, I know a lot of fans of the heavyweight division. I'm probably up at like probably a year now mm-hmm. at least that I've been thinking about Wilder and Joshua and thinking, mm-hmm. okay, well, f- to me, in the eyes of the – and I'm going to go ahead and call myself a casual boxing fan, okay. though I guess compared to what society is right now – a casual boxing fan is more like an intense boxing fan because the super casual boxing fan doesn't exist the way it did in the early 90s, late 80s when like there was a much bigger pool of casual fans. But as someone who follows along and has been keeping an eye on you now for oh, two, three years, the, about a year ago we got the idea that you and Joshua, the two biggest names, you know, you you knock people out in spectacular fashion, this huge brawling American versus this charismatic very interesting and so far really technically sound looking Anthony Joshua. This could be a money fight. I, I hope we get that opportunity because I was kind of ready for the division. I think the division needs it yeah, sure. to set things off. And, you know, we I hate, I spent a whole life in hip-hop with people reminiscing on the good old days. And I'm mm. sure you're used to this and I hate it. You know, the constant being like, oh, you know, I'm a fan of your stuff, but I miss Tyson, right? Mm. We get it. We The good old days were the good old days. And I, so I hate saying that. But at the same time, it is true that up until the mid-90s, the heavyweight division was chock full of big-name Americans and international fighters who kept people interested. And I think you guys coming together will be really big for the division. I just hope it doesn't get blown because the WBC wants to be too cute. Let's not be cute right now. Let's, Let's make money. Right. I agree with you, you know. And, you know, I say it all the time when people reminisce about the back in the back in the past and stuff like that. And I always tell them, man, we can't live in the past. You know what I mean? We got to make we got to make what the future and the, where the present and the future, we got to start with the present, what's going on right now to make the future better. You know, so with the present, you got all these nice big fights just like we talking about me and Anthony Josh. We got these fights that needs to happen. Like we don't need to wait around. You know, that's while the division is hot right now. You gotta keep it hot. You gotta keep some on the iron. You know what I'm saying? To keep it, keep it steaming. Keep that water in that iron. To keep it, to keep the steam. Clean. And the momentum, you know I mean? and the momentum picked up too because the jo- did you, I'm assuming you watched uh, Joshua Klitschko. Correct. A really entertaining fight. Mm, I was there. Oh, you? Oh, yeah. That's yeah, right. I, I forgot. They sh- I, I fr- commentated with Scott Sports. That, oh, you did the Scott Sports coverage. Cool. And so, really entertaining fight, right? Correct. Sort of helped give the division a little bit of extra life. Klitschko out of nowhere, you know, Klitschko was dreadful against Tyson Fury, the worst he'd ever looked. And he really, you had to be impressed with Klitschko's performance against Joshua. Almost definitely. Well, you know, the saying is always styles make fights, you know, and that's why you've seen a a, uh, Tyson Fury with a a tall, awkward style, then a Klitschko with a robotic style. Joshua come with the same kind of style. He's more more bo- robotic, just like Klitschko. You know, he don't ha- really have no kind of athleticism of uh, movement, uh, a mobility about himself. So they, they styles almost similar. So I already knew that was going to make a perfect fight because they both right there, they both are there to be hit instead of Tyson Fury moving, being tall, using the jab and stuff like that. So that what made that fight so interesting. Uh, do you have a relationship? What's your relationship like with Joshua? You know, uh... So I don't I don't dislike the guy. I, I, personally, I like him as as a person. I like him, but in boxing, it's a business. So I must be who I am. I must talk my talk because I like to walk my walk, like I always say. I must tell him I am the best in the heavyweight division. Period. And if you and nobody don't believe it, he don't believe it. Come and see me. Uh, and and people can see it this uh, weekend. Showtime, correct? 
You and Stavern at the Barclays Center. It's going down. Some tickets still available? Are there any tickets? There's some tickets still available. So Barclays Center, a wonderful place, becoming the fight capital of New York City. Uh, one good fight after another, it feels like, at the Barclays Center. So speaking of Tyson Fury, I saw Fury. I feel like I saw Fury at your fight at the Barclays mm -hmm. Center maybe a year and a half ago, yeah. after you came up here the first time. Right. I went to the fight, and my wife and I were at the bar, and... Not surprisingly, at the bar, Tyson Fury comes walking up. <laughs> While he had cameras on him, mind really? you. He had cameras on him. He was the new champion. And I was. we were like, oh! You know, it was one of those kind of exciting moments because he was his... Even though I despised his fight against Klitschko, it was a putrid-looking fight to watch. At the same time, it's the new champ. You're like, oh, this is pretty cool. Here comes right. champion. And he grabbed a drink. You know, I was like, wow, he's he's definitely enjoying the moment, you know, and I thought about that. I went to see him. And then you fast forward, the man puts on like 100 pounds, completely seems to derail, admits to doing, you know, drugs and uh, coke and drinking, blah, blah, blah. Well, now, Deontay, I don't know if you've seen this, this week he says, watch out, he's getting back in the mix, and he's trying to angle for an Anthony Joshua fight. Mm -hmm. What the hell are your thoughts on Tyson Fury? This is an interesting character, to say the least. No, nah, I like Tyson Fury. You know, we got a closer relationship. Really? So, yeah, so yeah, tell yeah. me about this guy, because from the outside, he seems like a nut. So please fill me in. You know, he's the type of dude that speaks his piece. I speak my piece as well. I like, but, you know, he's, I think sometimes he, when things he say, he try to make people laugh or whatever, just do the crazy stuff like that. You know, certain things that I wouldn't do that he he does, but that's him. That's 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 him. You know what I mean? And, and you have to respect a guy that just that just his colors, you know. And um, I think he's good for the sport, though. To be able to speak speak your piece like you want, no matter what. It always the consequences behind your action, no matter what you do. And that's that's how he is. And but when it comes to boxing, I think that I don't think Tyson Fury would be bad. I know he posted. He even tagged me in it and sent me a message talking about the motivation because I said you ain't coming back. You ain't gonna get in shape. Getting, you know, I was because you're trying to motivate him, motivating to come back because we promoted our fight for like five years. I, you know, I like when he came in the ring and stuff. I Me don't too. Do no I ring stuff like that, but I it was people, entertaining. It was entertaining for people. I let people enjoy their moments. You know what I mean? But certain people want to come in the ring, and what he did was, it was definitely entertaining. I'm like, all right, we close to the fight. Then we might fight. You know what I'm saying? Real soon. And then all of a sudden, you hear the bad news, him getting on drugs and, and gaining weight. He like, man, probably about 400 pounds. He was he talking about he coming back, but they won't even give him his license to fight in England right now, you know? so Because he's too much of a mess. He's been too, too much, much of a mess. mess. But the thing about I don't even think it's just too much of a mess because if it wasn't for Tyson Fury, UK wouldn't be on the map. If it wasn't for Tyson Fury, you know, Klitschko would still be champ. You feel me? And the thing about it, they praise Joshua, but don't give Tyson Fury for his credit, you know. Well, it was ugly because he did it ugly. I think. It I think that no, no, a you're ugly right. Ugly win, a pretty win is it's a, a win. win. No, listen, there are fighters that we admire their whole career. B Hop had a whole career, a lot of it filled with ugly fights and mm -hmm. wins. But guess what? It was wins. Yeah, but that thing about it is, Joshua, he say what he's supposed to say and he do what he's supposed to do. It's like he he looked the part and he 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 he's the muppet and he say what he's supposed to say. But you don't believe it. Believe what? You don't believe that Joshua's really about it. You think he's it's it's it's. He's like you said. He's in the position. He looks great. Sounds great. Mm. But you don't feel that he that he has that that it factor to me. Not 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 to be a champion. You got you got to be. <laughs> what king you knew was a nice king? You know what I mean. On Game of Thrones, none. You know, especially when it comes to war. You know what I'm saying. He may be nice among his people. As a king, I'm nice among all my people. 
But when it comes to war or battle, I'm, I'm a savage when it comes to that. You must be. You must have an attitude that you the best in the world. And that's what I bring. But with him, he he ain't even confident in himself because of what they got going on. I think he's dealing with his promoter and stuff like that. It, it, you know, I talk about it all the time. His promoter grew up with money. He's a spoiled brat. All he know is money. Father gave him everything he has. So he don't know what it's like coming from the mud, coming up, duck, cleaning yourself off, and, and putting yourself in positions like that because he's always had it. So when he see Joshua, Joshua is the cash cow. And then it hurts everybody else. He's the cash cow. I'm the one that's going to block, stop that money from flowing over there. I'm going to take all the straps in. They ain't, they ain't rushing. I was, was going to say, I, I, that was my next question. You don't think they're rushing to no, make this happen? Not at all. I mean, Hearns talked about coming to America. He was talking about fighting some other guy. They was going to even bring Klitschko to Vegas. But why would you bring Joshua to America and not fight the American king? Nobody knows Joshua here, you know. And, you know, they got a great thing going on in England. And when it comes to me, it's like, I don't want to stop this. We don't. They talk about not even coming to America. Why, why, why come to America? We can stay here. Yeah, we, we, we're doing a good thing here, you know. And I'm like, come on, mate. <laughs> Let's make this money. Eh? Come on, bruv. <laughs> you know, and, and it's, it's kind of, I don't know. That, that right there is irritating to me, you know, because uh, when he won that fight against his last fight, I was like, all right, he finna call my name out. He finna talk some shit, you know what I mean? Let's I'm do it. Let's go. It. And next thing I know, he talking about everything else. It make you cringe, you know what I mean? Make it, that has like, to be man, frustrating. Bro, it, it's a cringing feeling. And he always say, well, I want what the people want. And out of all those people, what, it was 70 signs in there in Wales? He said, well, he said, well who you all want? Everybody said Wilder. I'm like, there it is. You know what I mean? So then... It's, man, it's crazy, man. I don't know what those, you know. Now, could you? Now, I'm not. I don't want to get you to allege something you don't feel. But I'm a bit of a conspiracy theorist. Could you? Do you? Say, could there be a world in which you think? Uh, how do I put this? That Team Joshua would be very happy with the WBC's decision of to make you fight would. a mandatory. <laughs> of course they would, but you know, it is what it is. Like I said, I got a whole year before I fight a mandatory. So, you know, if they want to wait a whole year and still dodge me and neglect the fact that we're ready, then the only thing they're doing is building up fans that's going to get them. Because right now, the, 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 it has been a reversal of fans' opinions. They see what they're doing. They see how they're ducking and dodging me, even with the lack of confidence that Joshua has. So now the fans is really seeing the bullshit and, and, and dressing it another way. So now everybody is... Is 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 against them now. Fight. Why y'all want any anytime an England fan come on, talk about anything crazy, you got three or four Americans on them. And I'm loving the fact that what it is now because everybody understanding and seeing that what what has happened. You know, with me, they tell me, Oh, he ain't fought nobody, he ain't did it. But it's always a cost. It's a reason why before I, you know, I done called out everybody in the game. All the top the, the 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 all the top the best that the division has to offer Deontay Wilder been called. Him out. Well, I was gonna he say is. you sort of caught a bad break now. If if in fact you don't get to fight Joshua now, and then let you know, I, I hope then Joshua doesn't take a fight and lose it, and certainly that you don't lose your mandatory. But you because you caught a bad break with the Tyson Fury thing. Mm. That was the first time people thought, all right, we're gonna see what this Deontay Wilder is all about mm. because you got a whole lot of knockouts very quickly. Mm -hmm. And a, I, the word I heard from a lot of people was like, this guy's really talented. He what you didn't start out uber refined. You know what I'm saying? They're like, he, but he's getting there. Let's see what he can do against a big name. 
Fury gets the title. Oh, perfect opportunity. Bah, 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 bah. Fast forward, Fury's completely out of the picture now. So now it's about Anthony Joshua. This is the second one now, looking for a big money fight for yeah, you. But it, it started way before Fury, though. You know what I mean? When In I terms got, of calling people out. When I got my title, I, I called Klitschko. I've been called Klitschko out years ago. Klitschko said, I need to fight somebody else. You know what I mean? Like, wait, you got all the belts, and I got the WBC, something that you never had before. Right. And you said you wanted to put bring it back to the family. And I need to fight somebody else. If I'm so easy, then come and take this. Then it went from there on so forth and so on. Guys just been ducking and dodging. They had this guy named Glasgow. He's supposed to he was supposed to have been, you know, one of the best. He fought Charles Martin. That guy ended up doing something to his knees. Uh they was fighting for the vacant belt. Charles Martin became champion. Charles Martin went to England, sold his belt. Now Joshua got it. You know, Joshua always had the opportunity and stuff like that. And as from another black man to another black man, I'm happy for the things that he got going on. It's about time to see something, you know what I'm saying, and over in this country. But, you know, for me, I, I, I haven't had the, the, the best of luck in this sport because of my attributes and the things that I bring in this division. Maybe how I present myself or maybe how I talk to, to these guys that they get frightful. They get scared of me for some reason. But you're not, like, overly disrespectful, in my no. opinion. You're, a, you're you're clear and you're matter of fact, but I mean, I've, there have been a lot of fighters who have gotten fights before who have talked way crazier and said things that were more disrespectful. Most definitely. Certainly than you have. Most Maybe definitely. you should try the Shannon Briggs approach. Maybe nah. it's time to start showing up, you know what I'm saying, <laughs> grab people's salads. That, nah. for, what was See, your favorite Shannon Briggs video, though? My, I think my favorite one was when he chased Klitschko. He he caught him in the in the water. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Now that was funny. <laughs> was now, I, I must admit that was funny. No, <laughs> I, I liked that one. I laughed. I laughed. I laughed at that one. But um, you know, I, I always said that what Shannon Briggs was doing, being that he, his age, I said that um, it can go two ways. It can go uh, 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 it can go up or it can go down. Um, meaning that the upside of it. Being that his age, if all this chasing behind these guys and, 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 and calling them out and being disrespectful, if it works, then it's a brilliant idea. But if it don't work, it makes him look silly. You just look like a crazy guy who's you know been screaming. But right. the thing about it, it worked. He ended up getting a uh, title shot for the WBA, uh, a regular belt or whatever. And what he go do? He got caught with PEDs. What is it with the PEDs, bro? It must be so frustrating when you're doing things natural. Now, how careful are you? Take us through that because it seems like there are a lot of people who get caught who are obviously being blatantly trying to cheat. But then it seems like there are other people getting caught who aren't necessarily trying to cheat. They're trying to, like, walk the line as well as they can and end up taking something they shouldn't. Mm. How do you go about handling, you know, what you put in your body? This, this is a serious thing. Well, what I do... If I'm gonna take something that definitely I haven't um, tried before and it's something new, I get with the I get with Vada. I let them know what's the list, what's all this. You know, we I got my team. You know, we we does things like that. You know, just to make sure. Uh, sometimes because sometimes you can take an energy drink or something like that, mm -hmm. and, and they can cause up. But but during a, when it's time to fight or something like that, or, or when they're getting especially in camp or something like that, I don't really I don't really take nothing really. I don't think I need it. You know, I've tried protein and, and 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 certain things like that, but you know, at the end of the day, it don't do nothing for me because my body, my body is so different. My weight goes up and down all the time. It's really, like I gain weight, but then I lose it. I gain because my I got a high metabolism as well too. I'm like, man, this shit ain't doing nothing for what's, me. What's your uh, what's your like what's your weight right now? My weight right now, I don't even know. 
don't know. We don't even. We don't. We don't. You don't even. Well, you're heavyweights. You don't have to worry about as much. That's that is such a different ballgame. Now, do you have fighters from other weight classes where? You, you you talk to them, but you can't relate at all in terms of the making weight situation. Well, I, I you know in the Olympics, in the Olympics we was in China, and that was the first time I had to deal with um, losing. I had to lose like a pound or something like that because in the Olympics they real strict about that. Like if you ain't the right weight, and you, you that's it. You know what I'm saying? You you disqualify, especially when you go into the games. They don't play. They real strict. I had one of my teammates, Gary Russell, lost to the scale. What was the uh, what was the weight limit for? Mine's is two hundred one. It's always it's always been two hundred one for heavyweight. For heavy. Wow. Two hundred one. That's light. Two hundred one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I remember I was like two hundred two or something like that. So I had to go over. and the, and the atmosphere. You gotta, I gotta. People gotta understand that when you go to different regions of the world, you know what I mean. That the atmosphere is different. So. Just because you lose weight here in America and you had the humidity and stuff like that doesn't mean you're gonna do the same thing in China or Russia or Brazil. You know what I mean? It's different. So you gotta know you gotta be on your weight. So I had to run, you know what I'm saying? I had to do it like I was so I gotta experience what it's like to have to lose weight and stuff. And I tell you, man, those I, I respect the smaller weights and stuff like that because it's a struggle, man. They really have to beat their body day in and day out. They can't eat their favorite food. They can't eat certain things. They can't drink certain things. You eat very comfortably. Oh uh, man, what? I came one time with a what I had a, a strawberry cheesecake on the scale. I, I made a lot of the little guys mad, but hey, what they gonna do? You know what I mean? <laughs> well, how much? How much do you when you're in fight mode in the final few weeks? Are you more particular about what you put in your body? Yeah, yeah. Um, like. The week of the fight, I'm real, I'm real particular about what I uh, eat and stuff like that. I like to eat pasta and stuff. Pasta, the noodles give you energy. Like, right. So you stick with just carbs. You go carb heavy and things of yeah, that nature. Yeah, I like, I like, so, you know, every now and then. My favorite food is pizza, though. Ain't nothing like a pizza and Pepsi. Man. And, and that's you beautiful because you're fighting in Brooklyn. <laughs> there you go. And we were just talking about, man, we need to go get some pizza. You know it's a mean? great way to celebrate on Saturday yeah. night after you get this win. For sure, for sure. And uh, uh, going to Patsy's. We were talking about going to Patsy's, man, you know. So. But that just me. My body, I got a blessed body. I, I, I like to be lean and athletic. You know, I can slip through the things like that. I tell you, you know, some people are like, man, you don't, you know, heavyweights. We used to seeing heavyweights like this. I said, I'd rather be the part than look the part. Because well, it's not like you. Part. But what? But I mean, you're a pretty huge dude, though. Who's mm. saying that? You know, back in the, you know, everybody already reminisce about. Back in the days, yeah, but I mean? but even if you go oh, back, if you go back, the heavyweight body types are so different generally, mm-hmm. right? Like you look at Ali, Ali mm-hmm. doesn't look like a quintessential heavyweight. Yeah, um, two fifteen, right? Even even Holyfield about two seventeen. Tyson, and, 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 exactly Tyson two fifteen, mm-hmm. and Holyfield. Remember, Holyfield came up four different weight classes. Yes. Started out well, one hundred seventy something pounds. Mm-hmm. So who's your who's your favorite fighter uh, my, to watch? My favorite fighter of all time, um, and he's my idol, uh, is Muhammad Ali. But I also like Tommy Hearns as well too. Those two guys was the, my two favorite fighters. Did you get Did you get to know Ali at all before he passed? I've got I've gotten to met him before. And was he know? aware of who you were and what you were doing? I don't, you know, it was so many guys. I was in the amateurs. Okay, okay. That time. I, I, you know, by the time I turned pro, you know, he'd been there, passed away and stuff like. Well, I wouldn't say by the time I turned pro. But over this last, but in the time when you've been really popping, it's probably you know around the time when it was very close to the end yeah. for him. Yeah, because I won my title, like you know. Um, on this, well, it was his birthday, the 15th, so I won on the 17th, like, wow. the day before. That was a big moment for me. Uh, uh, Martin Luther King on the 17th, so that was right on his birthday. So that was very uh, monumental for me, and, uh, you know, that was... Very- Who got you into Ali? To Ali? Yeah. Uh, you know, Ali been around for years, man. 
you know, it's just like the general. But like, like, who, like, did you have a family member though who was like, you need because you're a young guy. Right. So like, it's seeing those fights. I mean, now it's easier with YouTube and everything. You can go look mm -hmm. up fights. But when you were a kid, did you have a family member who was like, yo, I want to show you these old nah, fights? It's just seeing different different uh, things about Ali and stuff like that. Because during my time, when I was coming up box. You know, I'm from Tuscaloosa, Alabama, so we all about football and basketball, mostly football. You know what I mean? So. Yeah, you will see fights like Roy Jones and you'll see the Holyfields and stuff like that. So, but you know, if you see boxing, you gotta know Muhammad Ali. <laughs> you know, you know, all the kids knew who Muhammad Ali was. And I like the way what really got me into Muhammad Ali, especially when I start boxing. You know, I, I was a fan of him, a fan of his coming up. But when I got into the sport of boxing, I really became a fan because I felt like I I I I built a, a closer relationship with him because I'm doing the same occupation that he did. Right. And you, you know? can actually appreciate what he's doing. Correct. Because, you know, understand. it's hard. Fans of boxing, you know, the things, the thing that makes, um, for example, like a, um, like a Max Kellerman very special in terms of how he breaks down boxing is for a non-boxer, and he's done some training, mm -hmm. but for a non-boxer, he understands it. But for the average fan, we love it, but our level of understanding it, boxing is one of those sports that, you you get it, but you break it down to very simple terms unless you've done it. Done it, yeah. You know what I'm saying? So I'm guessing your appreciation of Ali when you are a heavyweight mm. championship level fighter, it's just a different sort of appreciation for what he did. Oh, most definitely. It's, it's, it's definitely a different appreciation. Um, I, I just, about him, I love the way he would talk to these guys. You know, talk is talk, the walk is walk. You know what I mean? Even and he believed every he believed in himself, and that's a major thing, especially when you're in this sport right here. This is a brutal sport. This is one of the most difficult sports in the world. You just can't find nobody and just oh, you looked apart, so you're gonna be this. Because a lot of people say oh, all the the the, uh, the fighters are in football or basketball, but that sometimes that ain't true because you see the size, or you see size is not everything when it when it comes to combat stuff. It's mental. It's all in your mind. It's all the belief in your heart. It's how, it's how you respond when being punched in the face. There's a lot. There's a lot of different things. Now, you've a couple times you've alluded to sort of, uh, I wouldn't say p political things, but social things. And obviously that's a, a huge part of Ali's legacy is what he was like socially and politically. You're mm. from Alabama. Mm -hmm. um, Alabama is a place that is certainly regarded, at least by the North, you know, as a place where you believe that racism is is pretty open. Mm. Um a, did you feel that experience was true growing up? And B, what what's your take on what's happening right now in this country racially? Because we're as divided right now as we've been in a very long time. Well, well as an Alabama, you know, I, I haven't seen I, I I haven't seen racism or heard about it until my like thirties or something like that. You know, what I mean, I didn't I didn't see it around at all. You know, Tus especially Tuscaloosa. It's a loving place. It's a magical place. What they call it. Most time people come to Tuscaloosa. You know, it gets slow at first, and you know, people. Oh, I can't. It's slow, but it's, it's it's peaceful. But people always seem to stay there. They always seem to stay there and stuff like that. So I didn't see it until then, you know. But um, the way it is now, you know, the world is now. It's like racism. You know, it seems like it'll never die. It's always like it's it's a it's it's a remedy to stopping it. It could have been stopped a long time ago. It due to the to the kids. If if your parents raising your children up and they bring racism in it and they don't teach them the right things about it, of course the next generation gonna carry it on. It's so many, the thing about, the thing about the South, what I like about it, people are open and honest about it. You know what I mean? They ain't gonna bullshit you. They ain't gonna be behind the corner. They gonna, and everywhere else other, other than the South, people 
hey, how you doing? In your face, shake your hand, but behind that corner, when they go a long time and stuff, oh, you know what I mean? They they use any type of words they want. I'd rather for somebody to be straight up in my face. You know what I mean? Straight up to me. That's what I, I take it. And and the way the world is now, man, it's, it's man, it's like when you're talking about racism, especially when you talk about black people, what had happened in the past is still occurring today. Mm -hmm. It's just in the modern day. You know what I mean? Back in the time, you know, that's why I always tell you know, um, um, Anthony Joshua, he in the UK, man. They gonna praise you so far and so high until they gonna stop. They gonna stop believing their own bullshit because the slave trade, trade started over there in the UK. They 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 took those people. They tricked them into signing something after the body slavery. They tricked them um, uh, to giving over their freedom for rights and privileges. Small, very small, and then they handed them a Bible. You know what I mean? And it still occurred to this day. Yeah, and, and, it, and it's, it's just sad. Well, it's a little, it's covered up a little bit more in England, too, because they didn't, slaves weren't in England, right? So America's inherently a different place because slavery was such a huge part of the foundation of the country, whereas in England, the racism's still there. Yeah, of course. It's just it's different. different. It's just different. Yeah, it's different. It's they, they, they act like it's not there or whatever, but, come, you know, it's there. I have friends there all the time. They tell me all the time. Oh, I have, I, have a, I have a good friend who lives in London who, you know, has been planning for the last few years, been trying to move here because... This is ironic saying that in, in Trump's America, he wants to move here to escape racism. Really? He doesn't. He, From where? He, London. He feels that the, he feels that his that given the life he's lived, where he moves in a lot of different circles, he's done well for himself. He feels a certain level of the way he's looked at and pressure that he feels better about when he's here. He visits here quite a bit. And what nationality is he? Black. Really? Mm -hmm. And he, 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 I'm trying to get away from this. I, <laughs> I, well, how do you feel that your man Tyson Fury, your buddy? Yeah. Said he wanted Donald Trump to walk him to the ring. Really? Yes. What are your thoughts on that? Man, you know, everybody got their own opinion. You will not be asking Donald Trump to walk you to Never. the ring. Okay. <laughs> Who would be someone you would ask to walk you to the ring? Yeah, I mean, hey, tune in November 4th. We got 50 Cent coming. Oh. I'm the man. 50 Cent? You in New York? Yeah, I'm this in, Saturday night. Not? I'm in Brooklyn, so why not? I run New York. All right. Hey. So this Saturday night, Showtime, Deontay Wilder defending his w WBC championship against Laverne. Um, Listen, hopefully the WBC stops playing games and we get this Joshua fight soon. Because, you know, listen, I, I just want to see... As a as a young man, I want to see you get this opportunity, man. These things, and I, and if and if if the team if Team Josh was paying attention to this, they hear this interview. Mm. I hope they know we've been. You don't have to be a genius to have seen these things go away before. Okay. I've seen people get hyped up and almost get there, and then the big fight doesn't happen, man. and then they lose, and they never got the big paycheck they were waiting for. Over and over again. And and, and to your point, maybe Joshua's team, if they come from money, it doesn't mean the same thing. But Joshua still wants for him and his life and his family mm. and his legacy, he wants to get that huge millions and millions of dollar paycheck. Yeah, of course. And you guys got to come together, I think, at this point for that to happen. Most definitely. Most definitely. I think he understands that, you know, as a fighter, you know, you're more braver than uh, somebody that a promoter or something. That they ain't going to take punches because the promoter, they all promoters or anybody else fans, they always be the first ones that's like, oh, you'll do this. Uh, we'll beat you and this is it. But you ain't finna take this pain. You ain't finna take no punches. You ain't finna get hit in the face. So you can talk that talk, you know. But only thing it's going to do is make me more 
meaner than when it, when I get your man in there. So you know, hopefully, thing happens sooner than later. You know, because it'll be a it'll be a, such a disaster if it if it doesn't ever happen, happen or whatever. You know, but hey, we looking forward to. I got November the fourth. Go handle your business this Saturday, Barclay man. Center on Showtime. All right, People man. Tune in to come, baby. We about to get crazy. All right, come back next time, man. My man, Deontay Wilder, the WBC champ. Thank you, bro. Bob Squad. I hate you. Yeah. <laughs>